I'm Jim Collison and live from the Gallup Studios here in Omaha, Nebraska. This is Gallup's Call the Coach, recorded on November 17th, 2017. Call the Coach is a resource for those who want to help others discover and use their strengths. We have Gallup experts and independent strengths coaches share tactics, insights, and strategies to help coaches maximize the talent of individuals, teams, and organizations around the world. If you do have questions during our, our live webcast, we have a chat room that's available for you right below the main video window. If you just look down there, there's a little chat room down there to log in. Not very difficult, to be honest. Bottom left-hand corner, there's a little login button. You can select that. Choose the guest account. You don't have to create a new account. You can log in with any variety of social accounts. So uh, if you want to log in with Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, any of those, you can do that uh, as well. But if you don't want to do that, just choose the guest account. Take the name out and the numbers to put your name in. That way we can, uh, we can call you by name. You can call your question as you have them in the chat room. Then hit log in and you are in the chat room. It's as easy as that. Love to have you. Bring your questions to us. If you're listening to the recorded version or have questions about custom strengths coaching solutions, you can contact us as well. Send us an email, coaching at gallop.com. Really, for all questions, that's the best email address to use. Again, that's coaching at gallop.com. Don't forget to visit the Gallup Strength Center, just gallopstrengthcenter.com. For all your Clifton Strengths coaching resources and training needs. Hey, by the way, if you're listening live, this is one of those benefits. We have some changes coming this weekend at the Strength Center, some new things. So you might want to pay attention to what's going on in our Facebook groups. Uh, because we will be announcing them there. You only heard it here if you came live. So pretty cool. You can also catch the video in both streaming and downloadable audio for offline listening. We call that podcasting, by the way. It's just a podcast. Maybe you've heard of that. All the links to be able to do that, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and iTunes, all available on our coaches blog. Head over to coaching.gallup.com. Click on the resources tab. Steve Sweary is our guest today. Steve works as the internal communications guy for Hennepin County, Minnesota. Steve, great to have you on Call the Coach and welcome. Well, thank you, Jim. It's really great to be here. I'm excited. I've been a big fan of the show, so uh, it's kind of nice to get to see the see it from the inside. And see the sausage, right? The way right? the sausage is made. It's, uh, exactly. Everybody makes that comment to me all the time when they, they're a part of the pre-show and they come in and they're like, oh, I thought you did more in the pre-show. No, we just kind of hang out and talk, but it's Which always a good, good opportunity to get to know you. Let's get to know you a little bit. Tell me Sounds a little good. bit about your background, the job that you do, and maybe you go, you know, uh, sprinkle in your top five in there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead. I'll, I'll start with my top five. Um, so, intellection, strategic, uh, ideation, input, and learner. So all five in the strategic thinking. Um, and I think that's why when I first took the assessment, uh, I was skeptical of StrengthsFinders. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, it wasn't until I started getting training and digging deeper that I really learned to love it. And now I'm fortunate that uh, uh, my boss was smart enough to send me to go get trained. And, and now I get to get, do that work here at Hennepin County. Um, I started with Hennepin about five years ago uh, and came from a kind of uh, different background. I'd never worked in government. I was a professional actor for 20 years, um, working mostly in theater, uh, working for places like the Guthrie Theater, the Jungle Theater, the uh, you know some big regional theaters here in Minnesota, and then some other uh, places around. Um, but did some 
other on-camera work and things like that. Uh, and it was when my daughter was born that I really realized that uh, theater is a terrible schedule for a parent. Uh, and so I started looking for, for more of a day job uh, so that I could actually be home my nights and weekends uh, and happened to come across a, a Hennepin County. Um, they were looking to change things up. They, they have always been very good about external communication, but we are a, a huge organization. And sometimes our right hand doesn't know what our left hand is doing. And so they were looking to try and change things up. And uh, my boss thought he would take a risk. And uh, even though I don't have a lot of communications background, I came in with, I think, a little bit different thinking. And uh, we've just kind of run with it. So it's it's been fun. And five years on, I still here so i'm obviously doing something right i guess yeah steve one of the questions i see on our facebook group all the time is you know people will jump in and say oh i'm all strategic and right, yeah, I, right? now it's it you are you're all strategic and yet you're in yep. a communications role so it's true t tell me how you i know how you reconcile that but t tell the honest how do you reconcile that because that's that would seem for some people that might seem a little weird well and that's kind of what I thought at first. In fact, that was some of my initial skepticism was because that top five seemed like a single facet of who I was as a person. Um, and it didn't really get down there. It wasn't until I went to coaching and I got my full 34 and I saw that uh, individualization and empathy were my six and seven and started seeing a lot of those influencing and relationship building. Um, but even when I was an actor, I think the way that I went at it, which, you know, everybody chooses a different path to get where they need to go. Um, but for me, a lot of it was up here in my head first before it found its way into my body, so to speak. Um, you know, I was known for doing an awful lot of research into a role before I got there. Um, but then, you know, I always say that that uh, uh, empathy really kind of illuminates everything else for me. Um, and it allowed me to to land in those roles and really kind of absorb myself in them in a way, so long as I did the research first. Uh, and I think that's really when it comes to communication. A lot of what I do here is I research what do we need to tell people? And then it's, once I know what we need to say, then I kind of look to the heart to try and figure out what's the best way to say it. Uh, I'm a big fan of humor. I am a big fan of very conversational communication. Um, oftentimes, I think big organizations worry too much that it's going to be, uh, um, you know, they want to be formal. A lot gets lost in formality. People get bored. They don't read it. Um, if you can say it, so it sounds like it's one person talking to another person. It's amazing how well that message can come across. Um, so that's some of the stuff that I've been trying to introduce. I've introduced a, a lot of video to the county. Um, the idea that, again, I can look you right in the eye and tell you what I want you to hear, and it comes across a lot more personal than me sending you an email. Um, I love the fact that we are now in a day and, and age where people are so used to picking up their phone and looking at a video, uh, they watch things on YouTube. It doesn't have to be the super high-end quality. It's nice when it's good quality, but people care less about that than they do about what's the message, what's the content. Um, 
And so I really started to stress to people, it's okay to be on camera and don't worry about if it's perfect. Don't worry if you, you look like a movie star. Uh, get your message out there in a way that people can see it and hear it, and they're going to feel it a, a lot more. Yeah. Do you guys have a regular podcast or a regular way of communicating that way so people can consume it like a podcast or can see it on YouTube? We do a lot of things in our department. Again, we are one department, um, so we do an awful lot of video for our department. One of the things that we've started to do is... Um, <sighs> A few years ago, we had an event that we wanted, or, or the county recorder wanted to uh, do basically this educational session with a, a speaker. We brought her in, and he wanted to share it with recorders across the state. And we couldn't do it because of the firewall issues. Um, so we didn't have a tool. So uh, uh, my friend Robert started doing some research. He found a, a, a great webcasting tool, um, and we introduced it to the county, and we've been using that. That's now snowballed. Um, we recently started doing, we used to have these all staff meetings that were brutal. They were people standing at the podium, just PowerPoint and just chatting. You know, they were boring. Um, we took those over and we started to shake things up. Um, we now have been doing some of them. We'll do that are only webinars. So they're, you, the only way to watch them is online. Um, we have musical guests. We treat it more like a late night talk show. We uh, bring them in. We interview them. Um, we add humorous content videos, things like that. They're wildly popular. It's just been great. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd love to say we've been doing this that way for a long time. So it's exciting yep. to see, you know, other other uh, people pick yeah. up on it. We find that in its long form, it's just a little more interesting that way. And, yep. and people stay engaged a little bit longer. I do get a lot of comments to shorten things up, and I just won't do it because <laughs> it's it's worth the content. It's worth the time. You know, there's yep. a, a Carl Newport wrote a book called Deep Work. And I think sometimes we shorten things up too much in our world. Uh, hey, can you tell me everything I need to know about uh, the, the the theme of Wu in one minute? Well, no, actually, I can't. can't. <laughs> uh, it's much deeper than that. We actually need to spend a much much more time. So I always appreciate the our listeners who really grind through the content to get it. I'm mm -hmm. sure you're finding too. If you can make it interesting and listenable, uh, they will. They'll often you'll get a lot of information communicated very very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, you know, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. And uh, I think that's really true. And, uh, you know, if you put it into a package that is consumable and entertaining and satisfying, they'll keep coming back. Yeah. Steve, do you have a or communication in your top 10? I don't. I am, uh, in fact, my woo, I think, is in my 20s. Uh, communication is about 15. Um, so, no, I, I use a lot of the other things that I've got to build upon it. Oh, that's um, great to hear because you would think a communications, you know, specialist director, whatever right. you want to say it, would, you know, I think a lot of people make this assumption, oh, well, you must have woo or communication and you don't. And so we right. often talk, uh, talk a lot about strengths not being what what you do, but how you do it. And so you just said it perfectly. You just said, nope, I've got some other things. Love the yeah. empathy approach to this, yeah. like in your role of kind of feeling and understanding how the community is feeling about things. Yep. You must, that must trigger for you early, uh, early warning device that says, yeah. hey, I, we might need to do some things to get ahead of some of these feelings that, that may be coming. Does that happen? Absolutely. All the time. And it's, uh, and I don't know, you know, that that is it nature or nurture. Um, if it's something that you you 
pickup. Um, but I'll tell you, when you're doing live theater, you learn to read the room. You can tell when they're with you and when they're not. Uh, and I find that's very true if I'm in front of a group of eight people or if I'm in front of 200 people. Um, you really have to feel the energy of the room and then change things up. Don't be afraid to you know, get stuck on, uh, excuse me, don't be afraid to make a change on the fly. Um, scripts are great to have as an outline, but don't be afraid to chuck them out the window if you need to, uh, to find another way to bring that audience back. Yeah, we got a little bit of ahead of ourselves. I'm, mm -hmm. I want to stay in this thought, though. We're going to talk yeah. a little bit about what's going on there in Hennepin County and yeah. how we're doing it with strengths. But um, there was a question in the chat room, and how how do you use? Um, what else are you doing? We talked about you know using videos and some other from a communication standpoint. Are there other things that you guys are using um, to that you're finding effective in communicating both strengths and other messages out to the community? Yeah, uh, I, I would say we're working a lot harder with um, the county has a, a great facilitation program. Uh, we work on, uh, if people are familiar with TOPS facilitation method, um, we send an awful lot of people to go and, and learn to be good facilitators to get into the room and, and help that conversation move forward. Um, anytime that we can bring people together, either online, but even better, face-to-face -face, in the room. Uh, it's amazing how much you can accomplish by really getting that conversation rich and, and sometimes just having a, a, again, you need a coach. You know, you don't need a manager. You need a coach. Um, and that's what we're really working to try and train a lot of our staff to do, that meetings are only effective uh, if you can... If, get that information moving. You know, you can't just have somebody standing at the front of the room. You've got to have that interaction. Otherwise, don't waste our time. Send it in an email. Um, so that's something that we have been pushing really hard is, is how do we improve our meetings? Because we spend so much of our time in rooms like this, you know, we have these beautiful conference rooms, um, but, you know, we'll call 20 people together. And uh, oftentimes when you just think about how much money are we spending, just the hourly wage of these 20 people, and you have one person sitting at the front of the room saying, blah, 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 we're doing this, you know, it's not effective. So that I think would be um, one of our most effective ways. We're really pushing away from email as much as we can. Um, it's just no longer effective. It used to be novel. People used to really like it. I think it has its place, but I don't think it's nearly as effective as it used to be. Uh, we do use Skype a lot. The instant message has become a, a format that we're really fans of. Um, we're getting people to use that and use the camera on their laptop and go ahead and have that conversation. Um, we're a big county. Uh, we've got 9,000 employees. We've got over 100 locations spread out over a 600 square mile area. We can't all be here at the government center in downtown Minneapolis. So the ability to be able to click on your desktop, this tool that every single person has, and look each other in the eye and have that conversation, see that body language, see the way that, that we're talking, um, has been really effective. And, and it's a learning curve. We're not there yet, but um, we do push people to go ahead and get comfortable with some of this new technology.
Do you find that in the community, because everyone has the opportunity to know their strengths, do you find that conversation is starting to bubble up quicker yeah. in conversations and that people are starting to use it strategically in the relationships they're having, right? Strengths is best used in the context of a relationship. And so do you find they're, they're actually using that framework and they're talking about it without a coach having to prompt them on it? They are. And that uh, honestly feels like one of our biggest successes. Uh, my boss was recently in a meeting uh, with all of the leadership of Hennepin County. And they were talking strategy, moving forward, strategic planning. And strengths started rolling into that conversation very naturally. It was not introduced in, in by anybody that's doing strengths work. Um, it was the leaders who were talking about utilizing the strengths of their people. Uh, and it was very natural. And my boss came back and he was just very excited to let us know that it's up there at that level. And I know for a fact that down on the street, when we're walking around, people are using it. Um, we have a gentleman who, by his own admission, hated strengths when he was introduced to it. He thought it was, he didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> now we get, um, there, there are those. We get that feedback. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But he's, he is also, uh, again, he's a statistician. Um, he really wanted, you know, show me the money, show me where it is. Um, we gave him copies of the technical report. We asked him to dig in. Um, we sat down and talked to him about it a little bit more. Uh, now he's a huge fan. Uh, he tells me all the time, if I can learn somebody's top five, I can find a way to work with them. And he said, it's just fantastic because he used to struggle. There were people that he would work with that they just never could see eye to eye. Soon as he saw, you know, take a look at what those top five are, then he understands that, you know, that deliberative person needs time to look at, weigh all their options, you know, that, that uh, um, different people like to take things a different route. And he suddenly feels like he just got a, a magic insight card, you know? <laughs> well, it is, it, it is a little bit of a, of a, you know, it puts you at an advantage in mm -hmm. situations where you know people and being able to get quickly get to the motivations, right? Quickly yep. get to some of the values, quickly get to, and it's just a clue. I, you, you can't, you know, you never want to get in a situation where you're judging people only on their right. five, you get, but it gives you a framework, right? It gives yep. you the ability to talk about some things that are similar. Um, how big, you mentioned the county, about 1.2 million in the county, about 9,000 employees. Right. How yep. long have you guys been doing this? And typically, how has it rolled out? Well, it's kind of funny. Uh, we had probably two and a half years ago, three years ago, um, we had a couple people who kind of came across strengths on their own. Um, uh, we have... Um, Kathy, who's one of our certified coaches, uh, had started with the county. She works in HR. Um, she'd worked with Best Buy Corporation, which has been a strengths-based organization for many, many years. It's really ingrained. Um, she got here and started using strengths language and was just amazed that no one <laughs> knew what she was talking about. And so she started introducing it on a small scale. Um, and it started gaining some attention. Chris Carter, who's also one of our strengths, uh, she was working in central IT. She came across it. She liked it. Uh, the two of them found out that they were kind of doing similar things in their separate areas. Uh, they got together with a few other people and they 
pitched the idea that Hennepin County should start looking at this uh, as an overall opportunity for us. Um, so that was the time that um, those two uh, and and I got again. My boss called me in, and he said, "Do you know anything about Strengths Finders?" And I said, "I got five words on the wall of my cube." And he said, "What do you think about it?" And I just said, "I don't know, corporate horoscope." And he uh, he said, "Well, the county is thinking about doing this on a larger scale. Do you want to go and get trained?" And I said, "You know what? I don't." And he said, well, <laughs> uh, he, he told me, Steve, you know, I have been in Hennepin County for a lot of years, uh, and I've seen a lot of these initiatives. They're kind of flavor of the month. They, they get in there, they're fast and furious, and then they peter out. He said, I'll tell you what, I'd rather have you go as a skeptic and come back. You tell me, is it worth our time and money or is it not? If you say no, we won't waste our time. But if you come back, then you're you're prepared to be the guy that's going to help lead the charge. And so I took the challenge and uh, was really so pleased to have my mind changed, really. Over the course of that five days, uh, I just gained a, a great new respect for it. I think it's a fantastic tool. Um, and so really, the three of us, along with a, a handful of other kind of um, proponents jumped in and started looking at how we were going to introduce it to the county. Um, we're civil servants. We are, uh, we have to make sure that we are using taxpayers' money effectively. It oftentimes can be very hard to convince the, the stewards of that cash that we should be spending our training dollars and our training hours to introduce something new like this. Um, so for us, we really had to start with kind of team sessions. Bang for the buck uh, was the idea that we had groups that were willing to give us a couple hours to come in. Um, you know, we could at the time give them their assessment um, for not much money. It's a, a low cost investment, a couple hours um, and roll that out. So for the past two and a half years, that's been kind of the intro that we've had. Um, right now, I, I just looked up the number, excuse me, while I find my glasses here. So right now, we've had almost 4,000, 3,896 individual county employees who have participated in a team session. So it was a good way to get that intro. Um, since then, we realized that you know, a lot of times people want it to be the one and done. Oh yeah, we did that Strengths Finders thing. Um, in fact, I, I, I told you this story once before, Jim. But uh, I was in a meeting, and and a lot of people in the meeting didn't know that I was one of the Strengths people. And we were talking about um, phasing out certain things that had lost their their value, and um, when you need to do that. And one of the managers in the room said, "Boy, you know what? I'd like to phase out is that Strengths Finders." What, you know, we did it that one time and now what else are we, why, why are we still doing it? And I looked at her and I said, well, what have you done with it since that first one? And she said, what do you mean? And I said, well, you know, the county bought you a gym membership and they even invited some trainers to show you how to use the machines. But when's the last time you went to the gym? 
right? And and she kind of stopped and I said, well, there's a personal responsibility. You're, you know, you're not going to lose weight. You're not going to get stronger unless you go to the gym and, and change your diet and do these kind of things. So we really came to the realization that we needed to help people find that next step. Um, and a lot of that uh, was kind of this idea of um, how do we get the managers and supervisors to ask us to come back? Um, how do we empower them to feel like they can go in, look at some of the, the activities that are out there that they can lead themselves, simple things, things that they can take 10 minutes and talk about one strength at their team meeting. Um, so really starting to empower individuals to start leading the charge on their own and keep those conversations going. Um, we have been working very hard to really hennepinize strengths, put a, a very hennepin face on it. Um, one of the projects we're working on right now that is really exciting, it's really fun. Uh, I, I'm sure everybody out there in the coaching words world certainly has seen the the Gallup produced 34 testimonials, the short, right? Um, we decided that we would take 34 county employees and uh, get them out there and and have them talk about their strengths, make it more of a personalized story. So it was less about that, you know, kind of generic, here is what woo is, and really have someone walk in the room and say, the way that my woo plays out is this, um, but we're doing it with individuals that, that people recognize and putting that face on it. Um, and the great thing is here, I'm going to share a screen cap with you. Okay, so, so these are just screen captures from some of those videos um, that, that we produce. These are all Hennepin County employees who are out there talking about their strengths. Uh, and the nice thing is in this small group of eight, uh, we've got one of our county commissioners. So we report to a, a group of elected commissioners. Um, so the very top, uh, Jan Callison down here is, uh, talking about her consistency. Um, David Huff, who is our county administrator. Um, so basically our CEO is talking about futuristic. But we reached out to people from across the organization. Um, we have lawyers and doctors and snowplow drivers and everything in between. So nothing is one size fits all. Uh, and we really wanted to stress that, that, that it's not just the leadership. It's great that the leadership is behind it, but we've got people that are, are working at our service centers who are helping people get their driver's license tabs, those kind of things, talking about how their strengths help them in their day-to-day -day fashion. Um, and people are really excited. It, it just makes it feel a little bit more uh, like they own it. So that's been really great. Yeah, a great, a great way to kind of own the, the county, it, they, they're owning this. These are real people, real faces, yep. real coworkers. Uh, it, it, a little bit of work involved in that, sure. getting them, sitting them down, a script, uh, working them through it. I'm sure several takes, right? A few takes. The, all those things kind of, they, they take a little bit of work uh, to get done. They, yep. um, but that's a great, great representation of a way to kind of keep it fresh and keep it relevant. Have you, how are you posting those? Are those posted internally or are you put them on YouTube? It's all internal. Um, all of these things are, are internal. Um, we make sure that we're doing some really 
heavy branding along with it just to make sure that everybody knows this is Hennepin County. Um, but we have internal websites that we use. Um, HC Connect is the, the web page that everybody, you open up your browser, that's immediately where it lands. It's your news source, whatever else. Um, and we'll be rolling those out. We, we're, we've got 20 some shot. We're going to shoot another 10 of them on Monday. Our goal is at the first of the year that we're going to start rolling out one or two of these a week. They'll be there right on your homepage. Uh, and then we'll also post them out in our SharePoint site so people have access to them. They can watch them at their leisure as we go through. Um, and then, you know, we'll just kind of hope that word of mouth takes off and people yeah. want to keep. A, a great way to not reinvent the wheel, too, in a yeah, lot of ways. Exactly. Uh, these work for us. But, uh, mm -hmm. and, and to be honest with you, our two minute versions have kind of got a little long in the tooth, and we probably yeah. need to replace those. We've seen other people do this as well. There's a group in Singapore that has created these videos, folks that are oh, local. Great. Folks love to see, people love to see local faces. And I, Absolutely. I think that's super important. You have five Gallup certified trainers, certified yep. coaches. Yep. Um, but there's you're, you're you've enlisted some help. So let's talk a little bit about what's the structure below them and what are you trying to do with that? Yep. In fact, I, I just this morning we've got a train the trainer session. We've got 22 more facilitators who are uh, we've been sitting down. We bring in different groups and uh, we've been training them. We we now have 87 uh, people who have gone through these full day trainings um, to get them comfortable enough that they can go in and facilitate a, a strengths team session. So those team sessions are, are really about some of the history behind strengths finders. Um, they get in there, they learn, again, we spend uh, some quality time on each of the 34 strengths, um, but really it's, it's teaching them to facilitate, again, the conversation, because it's most effective when the teams start to talk about their strengths together. Um, really, we want these facilitators to be the people that can help the occasional confusion, the people that are confusing empathy with sympathy, um, you know, the, the people that, um, you know, the, the thing that I say a lot is Gallup's definition of these terms is often different than Webster's definition of these terms, and you sometimes get stuck. I had a, a gentleman who had empathy as his number two, and he was angry about it. He told me, nope, absolutely not. I showed that to my wife, and she said, "I'm you're the least empathetic person I've ever met. And, and I asked him, I said, well, do you have your report there? Can you read that out loud for the group? And he started reading it and he started going, well, oh, oh, fine. If that's how you're gonna define empathy, then sure. And everybody in the room was laughing. Uh, and it turns out this gentleman's an investigator and he is truly an empath. Everyone in the room said he can walk into a room and just go, that guy's gonna lie to me. That guy's telling the truth. That guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, he truly can just read people uh, like a book. Um, but he really didn't want to be empathetic until we got him around there. Well, we have his definition was different, right? He thought yeah. it was weakness, and it's yeah. actually a it's a superpower, right? It I is. mean, it's amazing yep. to, to be able. I tell people that, that we have that same problem. I meet people with empathy all the time, and they're like, "Oh, I don't know," and I'm like, "No, no, no, no! You don't understand. You have an amazing superpower that yep. we the rest of us don't have." And so it's yeah. a great, great story. 
Well, and it's been so interesting because we get out and because we have such a wide diversity of departments and things that people do, it's been really fascinating to go into the county libraries and, you know, you do start to see the trends, some real strategic thinkers over there. Um, it's been really interesting to meet with law enforcement and talk to some of these folks uh, and how often they have adaptability. Um, and again, we had this big tough cop who sat with his arms crossed and he was just, I'm not adaptable. I am not a go with the flow kind of guy. That's not what I do. And, and we said, no, 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 no. Adaptability means you're MacGyver. You know, adaptability means that you're the guy who gets calm when the rest of the world is running around with their hair on fire. And once he started to see that, you could just see that light bulb click and suddenly he was really proud of being adaptable. And, and that's those moments when you start to see that and then your teams start to look at it, that they realize that, that each of these things are, are truly talents and that they're all good things. There's none of them that are bad things and they start to embrace it. And that's when we start to make progress. You had showed me some other tools you guys are using mm -hmm. to kind of keep this fresh and keep it yep. in front of people. So what else, you know, at the county level, um, I want to see what else you're using. And then I want to I want to ask a few questions around performance yeah. metrics. Are you guys tracking any of this? So let's do tools first. If you want to share your screen sure. with me, we'll talk about those tools. So the county right now, it, again, we are um, going to be... We're having a sea change, really. A lot of our older employees are retiring. Um, and, and so we need to find ways to be um, the employer of choice that people want to come work for us. And how do we do that? Um, we recently have been really working to define our core values, um, our five core values. And um, those are continuous improvement, customer service, diversity and inclusion, employee engagement, and workforce development. So we started thinking that strengths were really a natural fit to work on our core values. It's a way to, again, keep that core value conversation going, but also keep strengths to find a way to make practical application for strengths. So the first module that we came up with is based on customer service. And uh, so some of the tools that we created, we took some of the, oops, let's move to the next one. So we took some familiar, again, coaches are going to be familiar with some of the tools that Gallup made, and, and we did a little bit of tweaking to make them, again, Hennepinized so that they fit for, for our teams. Again, these are internal. We don't send these out to, to other people. Um, our facilitators use them. But so the best of me, which I think is a great tool, coaches are used to seeing that. We took that and we asked people to look at it through a customer service lens. Um, how do I utilize my woo as to, for good customer service? So we created this uh, little sheet so people can start to think about it. And to help them along, we again took the 34 theme descriptions or the uh, strength descriptions um, and definitions. And we thought about it. We sat down and we just went, well, how might activators show up in a strengths, uh, in, in a customer service lens. How do we do that? So that gives them a little bit of a, a cheat sheet so that we can say, these are just suggestions. We're not saying it's going to show up like this for you, but this is a way that we can kind of do it. So 
we've been taking in and just doing some of those things to again hennepinize it now the nice thing about the training that we created around customer service is we're going into teams um, and at first we asked we just kind of had generic problems that we said let's think about this and talk about what you would do using your strengths and it was okay uh, but then we realized we had a great opportunity we have teams that obviously have active challenges things that they're working on every single day um, and so we decided that if a manager contacted us and said I want to do that that customer service module we would get together with them for you know a good hour and sit down and say we really want you to think about a specific challenge that your team has right now let's get it out there right out in the open and we're going to spend a good chunk of our training time talking about that specific problem how are we going to find ways to move forward and once we started doing that when teams really started to recognize that there are ways that they can sit down and really think about their own strengths and and they start to look at um you know certain people will say oh my god i never would have thought of doing it that way i you know i don't want to be that's too touchy-feely for me you harmony people can do that you empathy people can do that i want to be the the activator let's just get things going and once they started doing that and the team started to think about it they started seeing these problems in a different light and it's kind of amazing to see how many people all of a sudden realize that you know how do you eat an elephant start with one bite um, and it's been really just dynamite to see and i think it's been popular now we're trying to do these other core values we're working on the modules um, some are easier than others uh, but we really want to personalize it again if we can make this real to to me and you then it's going to be more effective yeah, I really love your approach to starting with core values because mm -hmm. the values oftentimes define the direction. Absolutely. And then you can take the direction and you can impose the themes or the, you know, on top of that to say, hey, okay, so what I love the fact is you didn't say to be a good customer service rep, you have you have to have these themes, right? No, you exactly. say, hey, uh, across all 34, there are elements where that can be utilized and that can actually uh, benefit you. And here are some ways we've seen it. I also love that you kind of said it's a living document. So yep. it's what we what we kind of come up with for now. I imagine as you are working in the next months and years, you're always open to change something, right? If something's different oh. or you learn something, are you constantly updating what you have? Constantly. And, and again, we try to really personalize it for each team. So it changes day to day to day. And, and uh, the more flexible we can be with it, the more that we find that we're effective with it. Um, it's really one of the great things is these conversations, I think, help managers and supervisors who are so used to saying, by the book, we've got to do it this way. We really need to do it this way. Recognize that there are a million different paths to reach that goal. Figure out what your goal is and then let your staff find the best way to reach it. Um, you know, the way that's personal to them. And, uh, you know, it's it's kind of the textbook definition of employee engagement. You know, give me challenging work and some autonomy and I'm going to be engaged. And this has been great. I think that uh, even just supervisors saying, I didn't know that guy had it in him. You know? Yeah, and when you let them do it the way that works best for them and they're the, yep. their most 
judicious or the, the most efficient or in the most engaging way. But before right. we, before I want to, I want to move to that idea of engagement and measurement mm -hmm. because a lot of people, you've said words like touchy feely and some of those mm -hmm. kinds of things. One of the big, um, one of the big problems with what we do is sometimes we come at this only from a strengths perspective, yep. and we don't think that these strengths actually change productivity numbers. And mm -hmm. so have you guys put anything into place? What are you using to measure the impact? Because at the end of the day, we're doing this to make a difference, right? Right. In, in productivity. What are you guys doing? Well, the biggest thing right now, we've been tracking, again, numbers of, of who's participating. Um, and then we're tracking the numbers of uh, who's doing follow-up sessions. Um, so a lot of it is tracking teams in the way that they're utilizing our services. Um, we have been, that's, that's, you know, we're about two years into the process right now. And so we are actually actively seeking ways to start to get some of these statistics. Um, and the nice thing is we've got a lot of good statisticians. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're working with them to try and figure out ways how we can measure this. Um, like a lot of places, I think that we have a bit of survey fatigue. Um, we like to ask each other how we're doing an awful lot. Um, so we're trying to find other innovative ways and, and uh, I'll put it out there to all you people in coaching land, you let me know what you're doing and how you're tracking some of this would be fantastic. Because again, we're, uh, I think, just getting past our introductory phase and, and we need to figure out how we can track those things ourselves. So Yeah. Well, and I always say start gathering numbers is mm -hmm. to get your baselines. And yep. um, you never know what, uh, because you're already doing a lot of survey internally. Yep because there's a lot of numbers, because you're a government organization, there are right. certain mandated numbers that are tracked. I think of hours, average hours worked. I think of sick time, right? I think yep. of uh, productivity. How many, how many, I, I, I assume you guys have your own maintenance crews. So yep. how many miles of road are paved each year? How yep. much in construction costs? I don't think a lot of people think about those metrics. They kind of, you know, we, we got a great tool called the Q12, which, yep. People measure those engagement numbers, but yeah. I think we miss, I think county, city, state governments have all these great numbers when we yeah. think about the internal, uh, what's your internal turnover rates? What are your, yeah. what are your sick hours? What are your, yeah. right? And, and begin to, and the good news is they're already tracked for you. Yeah. You don't have to do anything new. You can just start pulling those numbers. That's really, that's, that's great. And I think those are uh, definitely things that we can do and should start doing. And the nice thing is, uh, again, our HR department um, does track all those numbers. They, yeah. They've got some really good information. And uh, our head of HR is a huge strengths proponent. He is, <laughs> he's yeah. a big fan. Uh, I get to go up there and work with that team an awful lot. And, and there's some some great people uh, in that department and they like strength. So that yeah. would be great. Well, and we always say uh, there's a, that saying uh, you have to inspect what you expect. And yeah. so I always, I always encourage groups begin sooner than later to start tracking things, whether they, yeah. they move the needle or not. You, you may not know until you've gotten a couple years, you've got a couple years under your belt. You've yep. probably got some stats and then start asking some questions. Hey, mm -hmm. You know, we're seeing our sick hours decrease. Yeah. You know, why? What right. is that an anomaly? What's happening? What's that doing? We know folks that are engaged in their role and what they're doing are sick 
less often, right. or they're not calling in sick. Calling in sick, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Um, and so there's some great stats. I don't think you have to do much. A lot of people feel right. like they've got to roll out a big, you know, employee engagement survey. Uh, certainly we have one that you could yep. use if you want to yep. do that. But there are some stats that are already there. So that's pretty cool. I'll be interested to see, you know, ask the Rhode Island guys, uh, you know, uh, Kevin and Mike, you know, what are you yeah. guys tracking? And, you know, they've got some goals of a certain number of people taking it, right? Mm-hmm. They are tracking productivity in the state. We right. do have a state-driven survey that we do, most engaged by state across the right. United States. They're super proud. That one from last to nearly first. I know it. Yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, they can, I think they can claim that. And and Steve, don't you think that's important in what you're doing? It's not just about oh, self-awareness, yeah. but to be able to say we're making a difference, we're making progress. It really is. And it's, uh, of course, we are, are asked to justify it every year when we come in and say that we would like to do this. We would like to spend this much. Um people are, are going to ask us to justify the work that we're doing. And, uh, you know, word of mouth is great, but numbers are numbers and people like numbers, especially it's people helpful. with pocketbooks like <laughs> numbers. So uh, it's great. But, you know, our CFO is one of the people who's out there on one of our 34 videos. So, you know, it, it's nice because I think we are, are, people are seeing the response, but it would be nice to have the numbers to back it up. Yeah. You mentioned earlier on some skeptics and I actually think skeptics are helpful because they keep us honest. If we don't have people always questioning, this can kind of become group think. Yep. Uh, I think, I I think strengths, even in in our strengths methodology can get a little, a little cultish or a little groupy ish. Sure. If we're not careful, we love the skeptics. Have you had, (laughs) you know, in a, in a, in a city, a state, uh, a local government, Oftentimes, there's privacy issues. We deal with things we don't have to deal with in a in a in a corporation because right. the corporation says we're going to do this or you're not yep. going to work here. That's yeah. a little harder to do in in government. Have you guys run into those kinds of situations where people are concerned about their privacy or mm-hmm. some of those kinds of things? Yeah, we have, and it, it's um, it's been a challenge because we have again the diversity of what people do. Um, we are a, a, we have a lot of unions. Um, and we've always been a very pro-union organization. We do really well, and I think we've got good relationships. Um, we did early on have uh, some misinformation get out there, um, and and there was a newsletter that hit that talked about how StrengthsFinders was going to be stored in your HR file, that it was going to be mandatory, that, uh, you know, managers were going to use it to decide whether or not you were going to get promoted or be, um, and it was a little frustrating because none of those things are true. Obviously um, the County does not, you know, we encourage people to take strengths finders assessment, but it's not required. Um, no one shares it. HR has no access uh, to people's strengths. Uh, no one has access to your top five unless you choose to share your top five. Um, we don't use it for hiring. We don't use it for promotion other than the fact that we really encourage managers and supervisors to use that conversation in helping people create a development plan of where they want to be in six months, five years, 20 years. Um, so the tough thing was because it got printed it kind of comes back up. And so we've, we contacted the union. We talked to them. They've been great. They are now fans and, and, but we still have individuals who come back and say, Nope, I'm not doing it. 
I'm not going to do it. So it is a challenge. And, and again, we hope that as we are high visibility, as we have, uh, again, showing the, the videos of their coworkers who are out there talking about it, people are going to start to recognize it, that it's just a, it's a good thing. Yeah. And, and you should be proud of it. I, so. I think that also breaks down giving folks the option, giving them, let, letting them come to this place, yeah. letting it being. I think that actually breaks down the fatigue of the one and done. Yep. Like it, when you when you have everybody do it and it's a big gigantic effort and you, you know, it, it's you have you know, and there, hey, for some organizations this works great, you know, posters yep. and you celebrate it, but. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe in a role there in the county government, it makes sense to just roll it out slowly over time, let people come to yeah. it. And when they see their friends or they see their coworkers using it and they go, mm -hmm. oh, well, that kind of makes sense. Maybe I'll give that a try. You know, yeah. I'm, Steve, I'm always amazed. I had this, uh, I was on Facebook this morning working with our community and I'm always surprised. There's, there's two ends of the spectrum. There's those people who don't ever want to take it. And then there's people who want to take it like a hundred Over and times. over and over. Yep. I know. You know, I know. you're like, what if we take it again? And I'm like, man, I, we can't even get some of these people to take it for the first time. I know um, it. It's true. Yeah. It's, it's kind of great that way. It kind of in a, a final question to you is we go super, our time goes super faster. I it's can't fast. believe how fast this goes. It always does every time. What are you hoping for in the future as you look out ahead over the next couple of years? By the way, let me congratulate you on your thinking in years, in terms of years instead of months, right? Or right. even a point in time. You guys mm -hmm. have been doing this a couple of years. This is great. But as you look at the next two or three years, mm -hmm. what are you thinking? Uh, what are you hoping for? Well, we are now offering every single new employee gets a, a code they can take the assessment if they choose to. They also have the opportunity to have a one-on-one -on -one with one of our facilitators to really go through their report so they have some understanding. My hope is that uh, we're starting to see, you know, 95% of those new employees taking that opportunity. Um, and and on, I would... You said 95%. Yeah, of the employees, it's compulsory. I mean, it's voluntary. It's voluntary. We're getting a ninety-five percent return. We're not yet. Oh, that's okay, what that's I would love to okay. see. What, where, where do you no, think you're no. at now? Uh, right now, we're at about thirty percent. Okay, well, that's um, good. So you got a ways to go. One of the things that's that's really nice. In fact, this morning, those the the twenty-some people we have taking the facilitation, a huge group of them were people who do onboarding for one of our largest departments, and and. I just think what a great opportunity. The first people you meet when you walk in the door are going to encourage you to go ahead and take that assessment and then talk to somebody about that assessment. So I think it's, again, when folks come in, if their supervisor in that first week, that first 10 days said, have you got your top five yet? We're a strengths-based organization and you're going to find you're going to learn a lot about us talking about your strengths. So that would really be my, my uh, uh, main goal is when it becomes so natural, when it becomes just ingrained in the culture, that those conversations are, are not forced. They're just very natural and they happen all the time. With 17 million people already have taken the assessment, do you yeah. find some employees are coming in already with it? Mm -hmm. And yeah. do you have a way to just incorporate that in when they get here? Yeah, we do. And it, and we certainly uh, encourage people to, if you've already taken it, to share that information. Um, you know, it's really popular. The University of Minnesota right now, one of the biggest universities in the country, gives strengths finders to all of their students. So we have a huge number of, of 
young people coming in for their early in their career, they've already talked about strengths. They're already interested in strengths. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny. It is starting to be a lot more common to have new staff who have already taken it. Uh, and, and I think that trend is going to only keep growing. Um, so, and it's great. We, we really ask them to share those with us and, and utilize them. So. No, that's great. You've, and you've got some understanding before they even come in, some coaching yep. you don't necessarily have to do. We right. get really excited about colleges and universities that take yep. that approach yeah. uh, because those students already have a great idea who they are before they're coming in. And then you guys can take advantage of that as well. Do you find you're getting some new employees that may even want to be facilitators and coaches? Yeah, once they all hear the time. It? Yeah, all the time. And, and those one-on-one -on -one debrief sessions have been just wonderful because again it, it just gives them that personal conversation they really get to look at that insight report talk to somebody about it gain some new insight and 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 the number of times that i've had those sessions with people then they, they've walked in and they just said how can i become more involved in this i want to find out what the next steps are and i you know oftentimes will say well first things go back to your team and talk about it. Go to your supervisor and talk about it. Then come and join us at one of our strengths hours. We do brown bag sessions around strengths all the time that are open to everybody. Come and join some of those conversations. Um, if you have ideas that you want to push going forward, if you have an idea about strengths that we could utilize, get a hold of us because we want to hear it and we want to put it into practice. Oh, it's a great idea taking advantage of who you have available when they yeah. have it. That's a strengths-based organization. Yeah. Even Using strengths to improve the strengths community. Yep, um, it's a great, a great idea, Steve. If if uh, people had questions, mm -hmm. they wanted to find out more. Uh, maybe they wanted to collaborate in some ways, or they they work for a, a state uh, or a, a local or regional uh, organization. What's the best way for them to get more information or how would they contact you? Well, I know that I just ripped on email a little bit earlier, <laughs> but of course, I'm happy to share my email. Um, it's steve.sweery, that's S-W-E-E-R-E, -E -E, at hennepin.us. Um, so that's the easiest way, and certainly feel free. I, I, I would love to hear from people out there in Strengthsland um, to hear what you're doing uh, in your organizations um, and answer any questions that I'm able to. Um, I'll give you my phone number. I'm not at my desk very often, but leave me a voicemail, and I'm happy to give you a buzz back. I'm at 612-348-0915. And uh, certainly give me a call. Leave a message. Make sure you leave your return phone number and I'll do my best to get back to you at, at any time. I love collaboration. I love meeting people and talking to people and hearing stories. That's great. And I know just I'm hearing from more and more organizations that are thinking about this. Uh, yep. We have a lot of government organizations thinking about this and doing it. And so, yep. Steve, thanks for taking the time today to be a part of it. Some great tools. There was some great feedback from the chat room. Lots oh, of noteworthy, lots of notes were taken today. And we'll great. just thank Cheryl Pace in advance. She's going to take really good notes. <laughs> They're going to make their way into the show notes when this, when this program goes live. So if you're listening to the recorded version of this uh, as a podcast, you might want to head over to the coach's blog, go to coaching.gallup.com. And look in the look for the session uh, there. There'll be some great show notes. We have been producing really good show notes for each one of these call to coach programs. If you didn't know that, if you haven't looked, you might want to head out uh, back to the blog and take a peek and there'll be some uh, great notes. Steve, again, thanks. I appreciate it. 
Oh, it's been my great pleasure. I, I appreciate getting the chance to chat. Great. Hang tight with me one second as I Thank wrap you. it up. I'll remind everyone to take full advantage of all the resources we have available at the Gallup Strength Center. Just gallupstrengthcenter.com. Send us your questions. Oh, by the way, I think I said this early, but there's big change coming to Strength Center this weekend. You guys are going to like So <laughs> I can't tell you exactly what it is, but it's coming. It's going to be awesome. So check it out uh, Saturday or Sunday. Well, yeah, okay. So if you're interested in being a guest blogger with us as well, we are taking, uh, if you got four to 600 words around strengths that you want to share with us, send those to coaching at gallup.com. Put guest blogger in the subject line. We'll get that routed over to Micah so we can take a look at it. Don't forget, you can catch the recorded audio and video of this program as well as all the past ones. Hundreds of hours of free professional development for you is available off of our blog. Go to coaching.gallup.com. If you're interested in becoming a Gallup Certified Strengths Coach, we mentioned that here in the program a little bit. You can see a list of all of our courses that lead to that certification, our, our ASC course that does it. It's available on our courses site, though we don't make it too hard to find, courses.gallup.com. Or you can fill out the contact form right there on the page and someone will call you back. If you found this helpful, we'd ask that you'd share it. We want to thank everyone for joining us today. and We look forward to the next Call the Coach. And with that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.